3: two, get and get my dad, He's okay. They don't want to get a nasty tweet from Donald Trump. I wish he'd stay off Twitter. I
4: don't care. I don't care either. All right, either way.
6: That give you America itself. This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty.
4: Live from uh, Studio C, a dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. And today we are under the tutelage of the third co-equal branch of government, the Justice Department, the uh, judicial branch, yeah, um, which includes the Supreme Court, of course, and uh, that's going to be the talk of America, politics-wise, for quite some time, which I enjoy, I enjoy the Supreme Court talk, I really like it. I like talking about the history of the court, and all right. this and that, and how it matters, and how they choose them. And right. I really enjoy all What's that. What's under the robes? Why, you know, <laughs> the hard-hitting questions. Why the robes? Yeah. The slimming, slimming robes. <laughs> hey, I just saw up on the TV, at least uh, where I live, fireworks go on sale today. i got to get my kids to the fireworks stand. The incredibly safe, sad, tepid fireworks that are available <laughs> to the modern child. Yes. As opposed to when I was a kid where you could buy a quarter stick of dynamite and blow stuff up. Like the now controversial character Apu from
5: The Simpsons once said, Celebrate the birth of this great nation by blowing a small piece of it up.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Right, or blowing up matchbox cars as we used to do, or all kinds of different stuff. Oh, that's good stuff as a kid. You know, a couple of you are blinded, and you you lose hands, and it changes the direction of your life. But, man, it was fun for a while. It was fun for (laughs) a while. Let's introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start over there with our border operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. Hi, this morning, Michael.
3: I'm doing good. Um, I saw a friend do this, um, just so you know, Jack. Uh, those ground flowers, the, the little, just so you know, if you are buying fireworks, the ground flowers, they may go into a lake if you throw them and continue to go underwater, and which is pretty cool, and the kids might like that. Oh, really? Yes. So, what's that called? Uh, ground ground
4: bloom flowers, if okay. I remember. So, if we throw those in our big. Swimming pool. I'm using right. my finger quotes, which is actually a horse trough. Uh, <laughs> if I threw him in there, would that work? Yeah, it might. Oh, the it kids might. would love that. And you got water around, so it eliminates the safety hazard right there. There's positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Uh, doing very well, still, uh, exploring
5: and stress testing my new phone as I, uh, as I, the tip of the technological spear at the Armstrong and Getty Show, Upgraded my phone to a phone that is two generations old at this point, but it's still it was two generations better than the phone I had. Well, you were ah, rocking, I-
4: rocking an iPhone five.
5: Yeah, at a five. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, so, but that's 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 usually my sweet spot of technology. I don't like to be the beta testers for the new stuff. I like to kind of get the the good ones. I actually had a really good salesman who he said, "Hey, you know, if you go to the 8... You only get, like, these two little small things that improve it. it. All the
4: improvements are on this one. So I want to ask you about the AirPods. Is that what those ear things are called? Oh, yeah. I want to ask you about that later because I've been thinking about getting into that world. I I don't see many people wearing them, but... um,
5: uh, It's like riding a bike for the first time without your training wheels. It's like, oh, this is how it's (laughs) it's supposed
4: to be. Okay i will ask you about that later. There's, By the way, we've got Tim, the lawyer, coming up later yeah. to talk about the Supreme Court yeah. and all that sort of stuff. Got some great clips and historical facts, so we're going to be all over that story today. There's Marshall Phillips, who does our news. How are you, Marshall?
3: I'm very stressed. I'm all consumed. I've been doing the Eaton Purge, actually, the last uh, 24 hours. Down to the wire to meet my 10 push-ups in a row goal by the end of the month. How am I doing? Well back and forth and up and down right now and I may have pull, uh, pulled a glute last I, night I don't know pulled the a glute <laughs> during
6: your eat and purge portion of your training yeah, which yeah, that yeah, has yeah. what to do with yeah. push up probably was, about the same thing as carrying a board was, <laughs>
4: well that makes more sense than eating and purging i uh, what uh, i've not heard that is training for any athletic event what is that eating and purging
3: it just kind of came along with being very stressed. it's how stressed. girls
4: train for prom night sometimes but <laughs> it's
3: oh. i'm trying many many different things it's Experimental. It's cutting edge okay. training techniques. And uh, by the way, uh, to any of you who uh, texted me, uh, my uh, my uh, homeowners association does not have an 8 p.m. curfew, so I was able to carry the board till at least nine <laughs> o'clock last night. <laughs> That's good to hear. Cutting yeah. edge
4: training or cutting corners training? Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah anyway, we look forward to that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Thursday, June 28th. The year. T- t- boy, that that date. Does this ever happened to you? You say a date or see a date, and you think that's a something. That's an anniversary of some sort, or I've got something due. Or, I'm supposed <laughs> to do something. <laughs> I have a thing. I don't know what it is, but anyway, that date's sticking in my mind. Uh, we're uh, setting you straight in twenty one eight. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program.
6: We got a thing tonight. You're going to be there, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, good. Yeah. Glad to hear that. All right. Let's begin the show officially now. According to FCC rules and regulations. Uh, we're stuck on a four to four vote, but we're going to begin the show anyway at Mark. Americans should make it clear that they will not tolerate a nominee chosen from President Trump's preordained list, Mm. selected by powerful special interests Mm. who will reverse (laughs) the progress we have made.
4: Mm.
5: Whatever. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, I didn't know Trump responded. That's good.
4: (laughs) Yeah, there we go. There we go. The, 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 I, I I enjoyed this before I ever really started following politics. The whole sky is falling over Supreme Court justices' argument back and forth throughout my lifetime. And it's always about one topic, ladies and gentlemen. Abortion, please. I heard Roe versus Wade will be overturned immediately. Which people who claim it's going to happen rally their people with. And then the other people that claim it's a bad thing that it'll happen rally their people with. And uh, it's not going to happen, but um, it's a way to rally your people. Uh, we'll talk more about that coming up. What are other headlines, Marshall? Yeah, well, President, looking to shape the Supreme Court as all sides, as you mentioned, get ready to battle. I particularly like Schumer's preordained list. Yes. What, what kind of a shot is that?
6: <laughs> so we've... As opposed to just, you know, looking in the phone book, closing your eyes, swelling your finger, bam! <laughs> a preordained list. <laughs> it
4: sounds scary, but it's really just planning ahead. And just announced it's definitely on the
3: Trump-Putin Summit and Amazon's offer to entrepreneurs you can go into business with Amazon. Stories coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty.
4: I know we live in a hyperbolic political age, but we're already, as of yesterday, going to see
6: hyperbole at a level we've never even experienced before. I I was laughing out loud on the way in this morning, listening to the coverage. So
4: over the top for the next many months over the Supreme
6: Court thing. How does mailbag look? Oh, it's very nice. Includes a great Mark Twain quote that I don't think I'd heard before. Hmm. Freedom-loving quote of the day. Awesome. Good stuff all on the way
4: on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
2: Armstrong and Getty.
6: The conscience of the nation.
0: The Armstrong and Getty Show.
3: Oh, that the label man said, "Son, now can you sing
2: a little bit more clear?" Said your might heard a, next to what I heard
4: been of been. a new classification of voters today. Maybe some of you fit into that classification. Mm. Um, talk about that later, I suppose.
6: A lot of Supreme Court talk, this and that. The Biden rule, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> the, the level of hilarious hypocrisy on display right now. Oh. I think it could be a good thing. For the American people, because I think even the densest among us, the thickest skulls of our brethren, will be forced to recognize, oh, these people just say the opposite when it's their their turn. <laughs> right. I, so now I get All it. Of <laughs> All of they
4: them. All of them. They completely 180 degrees switch sides,
6: exactly. depending on the situation. Exactly. Without even cracking a smile. Mailbag. If you saw this sort of switcheroo in a sitcom, you'd crack up. You know, it's funny. They they said the opposite just a minute ago when it suited them. (laughs) Speaking of which, this is a nice, freedom-loving quote of the day from Alex. Mark Twain from his uh, book, The Chronicle of Young Satan. I'm unfamiliar with that. Yeah
5: one of the darker sequels to the chronicles of narnia
4: do you uh, are you sure this is not an internet rumor is this actually because a, a lot of mark twain quotes on the internet abe lincoln tom jefferson and mark twain quotes god i gotta believe 70 percent of them are fake
6: <laughs> you know it is a little suspicious the chronicle of young satan by mark twain okay yeah okay yep sure enough this is legit Uh, Anyway, here's the quote. All forms of government, including Republican and Democratic, are rich in funny shams and absurdities, but their supporters do not see it. Yeah. Yeah, apparently. Rich in funny shams and absurdities. Yes, sir. Pretty much nails it. Old Mark Twain. How about him? Let's see. I've got to navigate back there. Sorry. My bad. Uh, Let's see. Dear Jack and Big Freedom. I'm happy for that Hispanic, uh, that spunky Hispanic commie that nah, beat the that, longtime congressman in New York. I'm going with Hot Marxist. We were just discussing
4: that. I can't remember her name for some reason, and it's complicated. Well, so I'm she just, got three names, yeah, is which it okay? Is
6: at least one too many. Is
4: it okay if I just go with the Hot Marcus, Marxist? Yes. Because everybody will know who I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Well, they pointed out on, uh, on uh, Morning Joe on MSNBC yesterday because they interviewed her for a while. And she got off and they said, how did this uh, 28-year-old barista, how does she fashioned a much better political message in a couple of months than Hillary Clinton managed in decades of working on it? Because Hillary
6: is an impossibly bad candidate who She's, wants to run again. She overthought everything. Yeah, Part of it. Anyway, back to Tony the Caustic Mormon's email, uh, one of our favorite correspondents. I'm happy for that spunky Hispanic commie that beat the longtime congressman in New York. But whenever I hear some crusty communists say Medicare for all, I always respond, why would we want everyone to have crappy Medicare coverage? I've been researching this quite a bit with the help of Dr. Atlas from the Hoover Institution, a fine fellow. And Medicare sucks Heine. I'm not going to use your actual uh, phrase, Tony, the caustic Mormon, because it's too caustic. Same with Canadian UK single payer. Why would we want that? America's always been unique, should harness our unique culture to craft a better, more efficient free market healthcare solution. Um, for example, direct primary care is a new growing model. I pay my doc 55 bucks a month for unlimited primary care visits and only pay $7 for a three-month supply of my generic medication. No insurance, no Medicare. Free market solutions are there if you can look through all the big government and insurance company BS.
4: Uh, an issue I'm sure we'll discuss a lot uh, over the coming elections. Absolutely. But uh, back to the hot Marxist, worth, worth realizing that the hottest political story in America... She won with 15,000 votes. That's how many people turned out to that election that the whole country is talking about. What does it mean for the nation? I don't know. What does it mean when 11,000 people vote for this guy and 15,000 people vote for that guy? What does that mean in the third biggest country on the the planet? I don't know if it means anything. Uh, Isn't that amazing? Yeah. 15,000 people voted for her. God, practically nobody turned out for that. Yeah, I
6: know. That's amazing. In a district that has 700,000 voters. It could be evidence of a new blue wave, or the resurgence of the (sighs) the downtrodden. Just as a fan
4: of statistics. Fading away of the... Just as a fan of statistics, if you're going to look at the sample size and you're going to look at the whole nation, you can't use it as an indication of freaking anything.
6: What's your favorite statistic? Four out of five. That's a good one. Yeah. Wow, guys, still can't believe that seven minutes into the nine o'clock hour yesterday, you guys clairvoyance the crap out of Justice Kennedy's retirement. If I wasn't a God-fearing man and pastor, I would form a new fag religion, friend wow. of Armstrong and Getty, and a, apply for ordination. Hell of a thing for a pastor to say. That's our friend Pastor Dan from Roosevelt. I As I recall, I, I poo-pooed the very discussion um of uh, Kennedy retiring, and, and as it turns out, You know, he did only moments later. But I will tell you this. This is the perfect example of even a stopped clock is right twice a day. I have listened to the, there are rumors Justice Kennedy will be retiring at the beginning, middle, and end of every Supreme Court term for the last 10 years. Sure. Finally, it's true. That doesn't mean it's not a worn out hack job on cable TV. Well, right. They're all ancient. They could all either die or retire at any moment.
4: You could have another one today. Who freaking knows?
6: This is, uh, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm going to leave the name out of it. Just. I'm going to protect this person. I was listening uh, to your show, the refusal of the Red Hand Restaurant to serve Sarah Sanders. Uh, you mentioned Nancy Pelosi, uh, Pelosi, and it reminded me of the day I was tasked to escort the old hag, I mean, esteemed congresswoman, and her husband to their seats at a sports ball game. As a law enforcement officer, I was sports given an assignment, ball. and I did it. It didn't matter that I hate her politics or find her repulsive. It also didn't matter that she didn't even acknowledge us or even bother to give us a glance. Really? Sure, sure, I imagined uh, accidentally tripping her as she strutted along in her little old lady heels, but I didn't. She made it to her seat just fine. Her Secret Service officer thanked us, so that's something. Did I mention she pulled up in a highly environmentally friendly fleet of suburbans? uh love you guys that's uh, a lady cop
4: well that that reminds me i was thinking love about you. that with the um uh jimmy fallon donald trump thing where he's getting beaten up jimmy fallon is getting beaten up for uh for doing a softball interview with donald trump in which he talked about his hair and stuff like that right which i think is perfectly fine for an entertainment show of course um we want Please. to nancy pelosi on for an hour two hours in San Francisco for the anniversary of the uh, San Francisco earthquake. I'm guessing it was, it was
6: 2006. That, it was indeed, yeah, 100th um, anniversary.
4: And we talked about San Francisco and the earthquake and earthquakes. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel a need to get into healthcare or politics or anything like that. I don't agree with Nancy Pelosi on hardly anything. But she was there to talk about the earthquake stuff, and we did it for an hour. I don't think that that is wrong. That's just me. Maybe you do. I don't think, I, I don't think that's a problem.
6: Yeah, I'd probably approach it a little differently today. But today isn't you know the hundredth anniversary of the earthquake. So yeah, it, there was it was a big deal uh, that day in the city. So anyway, um, and there was the earthquake. Yeah, earthquake. Yep.
3: Really, earthquake. we're experiencing
2: earthquake. Earthquake. Please. This is tape Still from happening. 1906. Really?
4: So whether you're showing some a, a, a politician to their seat or they show up in your restaurant, I don't think you need to engage them in politics at that point. But aren't you part of
3: the resistance?
4: No, I'm not.
6: Okay, gentlemen, I have listened to you since you replaced my usual Seattle morning radio guy a few years ago. I was really annoyed that his show ended when a year or two later, it was a couple of years, the station replaced your show with a new local guy. It annoyed me enough that I figured out how to listen to you guys online. Uh, Fabulous. We appreciate you doing that. Regarding all the Hitler Nazi talk, I happen to have done my graduate work in history on early 20th century totalitarian movements. As you can imagine, the Nazis and fascists loomed large um he it, then he lists all the things he've re- read and studied and, and the rest of it um he says the, the most interesting comparison is to the Nazi party's 25 point platform is the demands of occupy wall street there are amazing connections there hmm. but anyway um et cetera et cetera when i hear trump compared to hitler i usually ask something like oh so you think he plans to invade mexico canada central america and exterminate all hispanics if the answer is yes, I suggest visiting a mental health professional ASAP. I can now add to this that shouting down people in public places or asking them to their homes and justifying other uncivil behavior because of a higher moral obligation is what the fascists and Nazis did, as we've been pointing out for quite some time. Perhaps Nazi using their, perhaps using their taxi, tactics while pretending that you are opposing a similar movement is a tad hypocritical. Uh, then he says, my list of reasons why the U.S. is not similar to Germany circa 1930. Obviously, they didn't just lose. We didn't didn't lose World War One, the greatest war in history at that time. There's no mass starvation because of a blockade in that war. We're not p- paying crippling reparations. Well, I
4: think one of the biggest differences is they were barely a government. They were they oh, yeah. were a new attempt at a government and barely that at all. We're the opposite. Right. We're the longest standing democracy in world history. We have very strong foundations, and you know, one guy can't come along and. Uh, and do away with that. Yeah, David
6: points out that we have not had our form of government, the entire thing, changed twice in living memory. Yet. <laughs> Yet. Right, because Trump is just like, well, he's just like nobody. Got this text. I didn't hear
4: your 2006 interview with Nancy Pelosi and the earthquakes. Was it her recollections as a young girl
6: during that time? <laughs> that's an age. That's an age Shots shot. That that's is. ageism. I won't have it. <laughs> Let's see. This one is too long. Well, you know what? This is uh, Ian and Tijuana, frequent correspondent, pointing out that after uh, during the riots back in 92, when those fine young gentlemen crushed the head of trucker Reginald Denny, and were later caught and convicted of mayhem, assault, uh, charges, et cetera. Um, uh, what's her name? Maxine Waters. Maxine Waters, yeah. Supported them. <clears throat> defended them, then threw a party for them when they got out of jail. And there you go. Got down and partied with the thugs. So
4: Marshall's going to bring us up to speed on the news of the day. I got some interesting information on the uh, whole uh, Supreme Court justice and that whole process. We're going to talk to Tim, the lawyer at 704. He's an expert on this sort of thing. And very entertaining. Hope you can stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. I I think some good stuff for you coming up. Also, some crappy stuff, but some good stuff on the whole Supreme Court thing. And we'll get through the crappy stuff as fast
6: as possible. (laughs) It may be crappy, but we'll say it really fast. As I've said uh, many times, introducing a song at uh, the Dead Flower shows, don't worry if you don't like this song, it's short. So, we'll play fast. Uh, let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips. I have
3: Supreme Court Justice Anthony Kennedy announcing he is retiring, giving a second pick for the high court to President Trump, and the opportunity to move the high court even further to the right.
6: I heard it'll be an extremist, a fringe right wing extremist. So Kennedy voted with the conservatives
4: in five four decisions fourteen times this past yes, session. Correct. So that's that's a big deal. Fourteen yep.
5: out of fourteen,
4: I believe. It's not So been his, about half. It's not been his history. It hasn't always been that uniform, but it was right. this time around.
5: Right. Trump saying yesterday
3: the search for a new justice would begin immediately, and he said he's going to choose from a previously released list of 25 candidates. He was telling a North Dakota rally last night. We have to pick one that's going to be there for 40 years, 45 years. We need intellect. We need so many things to go. You know, there's so many elements go into the making of a great justice of the Supreme Court. Trump going on nice dude. robe,
4: for well, <laughs> and and so now we've decided that we got to pick young people so that you yeah. give, give yes. so they stay on there yeah. forever. So if you're over. If you're over 55, forget it. Yeah. Your your chances of being on the Supreme Court have, have gone the way of the dodo bird.
6: Jim Johnson is halfway through his third year of law school and has excellent grades. He is <laughs> widely respected by his classmates. Uh, uh, I've heard him before you as the nominee. Or
4: even younger, senior class president right. in eighth grade. <laughs> Plans to go to law school. I understand there's
5: probably zero chance of this happening, but just from a I wonder what would happen sort of situation, I would love to see him nominate Merrick Garland and just see <laughs> Right. Oh, yeah. People right. still throw up roadblocks. Like, what do we? What do we do now? Yeah. Well, that, that would get to Joe's. <laughs> that would get to Joe's
4: thing about how everybody
6: switches sides when it's convenient. Right. Switches
4: sides completely
6: when it's convenient. It's like they all take a step to the center, hand each other the scripts, and, yeah. and then step back to the microphone.
4: Um. Uh. One thing on the uh the the, the Trump Supreme Court nominee. Right. I heard a category of voter today that I'd never heard specifically said. Please be single video game <laughs> player. Please be single video <laughs> game player. <laughs> And it's become more true than ever. So with um, uh, Gorsuch being a um, a reliable conservative vote on the court that Trump had nominated and Hillary Clinton would have chosen somebody else. And now Trump having another choice, it, it reconfirms the low tax Supreme Court Trump voter. People who didn't like Trump, don't like his manner, don't like a lot of things about him, right. can't stand, stand him as a person, but thought my taxes are going to be lower and I'm going to get Supreme Court justices I care about. Ding! And uh, that that's a big chunk of the electorate. That's a great point. And might no. even be a bigger chunk of the electorate next time around. As Trump has done more wacky things
6: in the 4 years you've been watching him. Right. The hold your nose and vote for Well, you actually got a couple of emails to that effect. I held my nose and voted for Trump precisely for this reason. The lower taxes Supreme
4: Court justices voter. That is a, that is a category, no doubt about it. Trump
3: warning the crowd in uh, North Dakota about the Democrats. Democrats want judges who will rewrite the Constitution, any way they want to do it, and take away your Second Amendment, erase your borders, throw open the jailhouse doors, and destroy your freedoms.
4: That's exactly what would happen.
3: We must elect more Republicans. We have to do
6: that. Uh We'll overturn Roe versus Wade. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) Wrong script. I'm sorry. I still have the old script. Can you hand me your script? Uh, I also heard that not only would it, they immediately overturn Roe versus Wade, but they would overturn. And this was some tired old bastard. I didn't catch. He was a senator from one state or another. I don't know, and I don't know how he got the gig. He must have made his money in the Undertaker business or something. Because this guy had the, 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 the all the spirit of I don't know. It was terrible. With like crumpled leaves, but he said, and they're also going to overturn clear, clean air and water. Is the Supreme Court going to hear, like, <laughs> Hitler versus clean air? Is that one of the cases before them? They're going to uh, overturn clean air and water.
4: We've got some calmed, reasoned voices. Calm, yeah. reasoned voices yeah. coming up in a little bit. Boom. 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 Boring. Boring. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, this is what I really enjoyed, yeah. and we're going to play a little Chris Matthews yeah. later. Man, I turned on the cable news for his show because I wonder what he thought it meant. He was just coming out of his shoes yes. about how important this was to the Democrats and the party itself and how the Democrats of this country are going to reject their party if they don't stop this and blah, 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 blah. Good luck. And then, exactly, then I saw a number of people who say, you know what's being left out of the conversation is there's not a chance in hell the Democrats can stop it. Yeah. They just don't have the numbers. Right. So, end of story, end of conversation. There's a column in the Washington Post today by E.J. Dion about how they've got to use every possible way to stop this. There there are no ways. <laughs> right,
6: there are no possible
4: ways. Even if you think it's a great idea, there are no ways to stop it. What about right uh, when they're doing the vote? I pull the fire alarm in
5: the hallway. Huh? That's the way. Huh? Huh? That might <laughs> be the only plan.
6: <laughs> I heard uh, Congress, or Senator Amy Klobuchar, who is uh, similar to The Undertaker guy, saying, you know, it's going to overturn, bring us uh, extremists. Uh, and the host said, well, other than maybe delaying for a little while, what tools do you have to actually, you know, to, uh, prevent the vote or delay it till after the election? Well, the voices of the American people.
4: Right. Well, um, this, this well, is good a, luck with that. This is another yeah. one
6: of those games that all politicians play. I guess the
4: Republicans did it recently on something. I don't remember what. Or they scream and yell about how we're going to fight this so hard. And you just, you have no way to fight it. There's nothing you can do to stop it from happening. Mm -hmm. But you have to tell your constituents, you can't tell your constituents, there's nothing we can do and act like you're rolling over. You have to pretend you're going to fight it tooth and nail. As Kamala Harris said yesterday on show. we're going to fight it tooth and nail. Okay. You know, you can do that, but it's not going to change the numbers. You got no teeth nor nails. In addition to the uh, 51 votes the Republican Senate has, um, there are... At least four Democratic senators that are likely to confirm the person because they're up for re-election in states where Trump won easily. So, they, really, there are probably 55 guaranteed votes right. for whatever nominee. Michael, this calls for the sad trombone, I'm afraid. Poor
6: Kamala Harris.
4: Well, she she has to... Um, She has to, you know, pretend they're going to fight tooth and nail. I mean, what are you going to, like I said, what are you going to do? Go on shows on cable news yesterday and say, there's nothing we can do about it, so we might as well just take it.
3: I don't want that to actually be kind of refreshing. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, one last quick note. President Trump and Russian President Vladimir Putin will be getting together for a summit next month in the Finnish capital of Helsinki. Yeah, they're going to collude more. Finland, my
4: homeland, my native land will be hosting this summit. This is where Trump, he looks around to see if anybody's watching, pulls a check out of his breast pocket. Oh, Hands it to Putin. They shake hands and he walks off the stage.
6: Oh, no. Probably in a sauna. He'll hide it under his towel. A sauna
4: would be a great place for the great men to sit. By the way, Michael, did you just womp womp a woman of color? <laughs> All right. Womp at you, womp. That's your
3: news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong Guinea Show, the conscience of the nation. Oh, God.
4: I'm, I'm so glad we're talking to Tim, the lawyer, in a few minutes. A guy who's, who's got a calm, reasoned look of the world. And and has studied the Supreme Court his whole life. So right. we'll talk to him about all this. That's stuff. kinda
6: what we do around here. Well, the partisans are
4: screeching at each other. We try to figure out what's happening. Yeah, and I was a guy who thought it was incredibly uncool that Mitch McConnell held up the vote when Obama had a nomination. He could do it, he did it. But I thought it was uncool and his
6: reasoning was laughable. Yeah. Boo hoo! The Republicans held the Senate. You know why politicians do things? Cause they
4: can. Well, then say it out loud and don't pretend it's a principled stance. That's what I would like. We're doing this because we have enough numbers to do it. Right. Say that in front of a microphone. Don't claim it's for the good of the justice uh, of the American the flag American, and uh, eagles and people, everything else. <laughs> uh, should have
6: a voice.
4: <laughs> <Sure>. Whatever.
6: <laughs>
4: Boy, was he gleeful yesterday? Did you see Mitch McConnell? As somebody said, that's his party face. He was so happy.
6: He heated his wax face just enough to smile (laughs) a little bit.
4: (laughs) Stay tuned. More on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
2: Armstrong and Getty.
6: The conscience of the nation.
4: Complete this jockey show with all the modern pace of today's exciting radio. That's right. How are you doing? <laughs> so, Tim, the lawyer, who is as good as anybody in the country you'll hear talking about the Supreme Court and the makeup of it and the process and everything like that, At about 7.04 and more info on that whole deal. Yeah, looking forward to that, of course.
5: I've already got my notes ready to be taken. There I always go. learn something when he's talking.
6: Yeah, yeah good stuff. You know, I absolutely love this, um, but I just lost it. Ah, that, da, that, da, 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 da. Oh, yeah, this is nice. This is from a listener, Jim, that uh, much discussed uh, the uh, hot Marxist. Is that what you're going with? Yes. The hot New York Marxist, um, Ms. Ocasio Cortez versus Crowley. All the analysis of why she won, what does it indicate? Blah, blah, blah.
4: And, and when, when, what's the total? 26,000 people voted. Right. Well, yeah, what? You guys
5: hear the fundraising number
4: differential? He had like three point something million. She had 300,000. Yeah, that's what I like. That's what makes me happy about this story. Yeah, is that, forget it. Because the, the the story has been for a long time and continues to be generally. You, you've got to be so connected and raise so many millions of dollars to have a shot mm-hmm. to uh, to become a congressperson. And
6: that ain't good. No. Well, what is the the explanation of why she won ain't good either. In fact, it's worse, worse for America, Jack, as Jim points out. New York's District 14, 18% white, 11% black, 16% Asian, half a percent Native American, down there at Running Deer uh, Dry Cleaners, uh, 3.7% other, and 40, I'm sorry, 50% Hispanic. 50% Hispanic, more than triple, well, about triple any other ethnic group, And she's the first Hispanic person who's run in the district for a very long time as a Democrat. People saw Ocasio Cortez and voted for a Hispanic gal. That
4: could be combined with the Marxist thing. Well, you got to combine it with this too. He did the same thing that Eric Cantor did, if you remember that Republican, who was a very powerful Republican who ended up losing. Yeah, kind of a mirror image incident, really, in politics. Just thought, I don't even have to pay attention to my constituents. I'm so locked in. Guy didn't show up to a debate. He just sent somebody to debate in his stead. I mean, you do that sort of thing enough, eventually constituents will say, you don't care, we don't care. Yeah. And it certainly opens up the opportunity for this sort of thing, then.
6: Yeah, they uh, she, they actually they had a debate, and he spent a he sent a Hispanic friend in his stead. Oh, that's not condescending at all. <laughs> oh man, so uh, listen, here's a a handful of crime stories. It's a little heavy. Well, it's hard to not what back to this. Yes, it's,
4: it's hard to not dislike most con, uh, incumbents, just on incumbency in general. The whole incumbency thing is just so off putting to me. Yeah, yeah, the power
6: of it. Yeah, I don't know. I'm tr- I, It's like uh, most aspects of American democracy. I don't like the reality, the current reality, and I don't like most of the alternatives. Right. Um, because y- you got the the power of the incumbency, and so you've got the what's the current retention rate or re-election rate? Ninety some percent. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's just a, an absurdity. Even though they have a, an approval rating in the teens. Right. Somebody explain that. But you always like your guy, just not the other people's their guy. Uh, but anyway, so you got this incredible uh, continuity of, of these hacks getting elected again and again, but the only way they get booted out is if somebody way to the right or left runs and beats them and fires up the rabble and, and the rest of it, so you end up in an even goofier position than you used to be. So oh God, when that's the only way to lose your incumbency. Well,
4: and when you're talking about tens of thousands of people that are going to vote, that's it. If only 30,000 people are going to show up to vote, that certainly makes the game a lot easier. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's incredible. That's it's all about turnout. I'm telling you, turnout is is well, it's like demographics and turnout are the same
6: sort of thing. Yeah, they're so powerful. Right. And I tell you, if you're into politics and, you know, you are at least a little probably if you listen to the show, you're like a superhero. If you show up to a primary election, you have the strength of 10 women or 10 men. There's a number I would like to see there's a number I'd like to see
4: is uh, the percentage of people that follow politics on a daily basis and don't vote. Because there are a lot of people that don't pay attention to politics, and I envy you. The lucky. (laughs) Yeah, I envy you in many, many ways. The wise. I mean, individually for your life, you're going to have less stress, be less angry... And it won't have any effect. Yes. The fact that you didn't vote. So what Long- we call the free rider problem in economics yeah. though. Long term big picture it is obviously a problem. Right. Anywho, how about the person though that does listen to AM Talk Radio or watches cable news and you know uh, follows this and that and then doesn't vote? Yeah. Which there has gotta be which has gotta be a giant chunk of people. I would think yeah. That's interesting though, isn't it? You spend yeah. all the time getting all worked up and following the issues, but then don't vote. I guess because you feel like your vote doesn't matter. You don't want to do the hard work of wandering over
6: to your local middle school and spending 10 minutes. I don't
4: know. The guy got 11,000 votes. She got 15,000 votes. Right. The end. And now the whole
6: country's talking about it. Partially because she's a hot Marxist. Right. Right. Che Guevara with breasts. I mean, come on. I'm not sure I have time for my crime stories now. How much mm. time do we have, Michael? We got like three minutes. Ah, good DJ can tell his life story in two and a half minutes. <laughs> um, so a couple of crimes. Sword- Do you know what uh, swatting is? It's know. where you, you, you call 911 and you say, oh, my God, I'm being held hostage at 123 Main Street. They have guns. Send help. Quick. Ah, click. And then the cops show up to 123 Main Street, which is your enemy's house or a um, a celebrity's house or whatever with guns drawn, and it's incredibly dangerous. Oh. I mean, to think it's some sort of prank is just incredibly stupid. Well, these two ga- rival gamers uh, got into some sort of spat online, and the one swatted the other, and he was shot to death. Ooh. When the cops showed up and he, I can't, uh, I don't remember precisely what happened, but Oh, that's See, awful. everybody is on super high. This is going to be incredibly dangerous. I hope I make it home to my family uh, alert among the law enforcement guys. The other guy, though, the,
4: the person who the SWAT team shows up to, you have, you know, you're sitting there
6: watching TV, drinking a cup of coffee or whatever you're doing. Right. Or, or you would, if you heard hell? somebody kick in your door. And you were close enough to a gun, what would you do? I'd absolutely grab my gun. I would grab my gun and, and have it leveled at, oh my God, six SWAT guys are just storming in, and I'm now a dead person. Or people
4: dressed in that gear, which is available to anybody.
6: Yeah, so these two idiots remain free on bond as their criminal oh, cases continue. That's but yeah, a young man was killed. This is absolutely terrible.
4: I don't have a gun handy anymore since I got kids. Before I had kids, though, I had a gun I could reach in seconds.
6: Loaded. You're a fool. I trained my three children in the use of firearms, and they walked around strapped mm. all day long, playing in the sandbox with a sidearm.
4: I keep a loaded 357 strapped to my dogs, and they just walk around. <laughs> Come here, boy. <laughs> I have a gun Here, handy. here.
6: <laughs> now, I didn't get time to get to the three numbskulls who actually donned police gear, responded to 9 calls, and handcuffed people, awesome. even though they weren't cops. We'll get to Tim it later. the
4: lawyer coming up. The Supreme Court's in the news. Don't know if you heard that, and he's an expert on the sort of thing. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.